Ah, you know, you know what I love about December? Uh, Christmas, uh, yeah. snow, mm-hmm. uh, uh, wow. uh, uh, the new year is right around the corner. Uh, uh, uh hanging out with friends, uh, yeah. your birthday, uh, uh, I don't know. That's, that's all I got. Yeah. One well, of those what, things. What I love about December is that December is big blockbuster movie season. It is? Yeah, all kinds of movies come out around <laughs> December. You don't know that? What movies are coming out this December? Uh, Avatar 2. Eh. Violent Night. Eh, I'll give you that one. Yeah. I wouldn't call Christmas movies blockbusters, but I'll give you that one. Some Christmas movies are blockbusters. I feel like Jim Carrey's Grinch was a blockbuster in its time. Yeah, I guess. You know, uh, I feel like if they were to release a a Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin, th- that would be a blockbuster. Up. Yeah, <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Now he's the robber. The same uh, two villains from the first two movies come back and try and catch him. <laughs> Joe Pesci. When he's older, <laughs> like eighty-year-old Joe Pesci. Uh, <laughs> just like they get out of jail, <laughs> and instead of trying to rob someone, they're just like, "Let's find that kid yeah. and get revenge on him." <laughs> this time, it's personal. Uh, but the other thing that I love about December is that we also seem to get a lot of trailers for new movies in <clears throat> December. Um, yeah, New Year right around the corner. Yeah, and so this this December seems to be no exception to that, and we have several trailers to talk about today, but we also have a bunch of other stuff to talk about too. So, hello and welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. The B-team. That's Carl. This is Brady. And uh, see, every time you say that, every time you say it that way, like, I, I, I like that you say it that way, but you're like, this is Brady. And I'm like, wait, if that's Carl and that's Brady, who am I? He's like, you stick me with an identity crisis at the beginning of every episode. There's, there's a third person in the room. Yeah. Who the hell am I? Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about the news. We're going to talk about the news that happened last week in in the world of movies and cinema. And not all of the news. Calm yourself calm yourself if there's something that you thought was newsworthy and we didn't talk about it that's because we didn't think that it was newsworthy and you can just it's go, it's not suck an egg. just because you think it's important doesn't make it important yeah who's only the, if who, we think it's important who are the authorities here carl brady and the guy with the identity crisis yeah. those if that's if you had a mic if you had a mic then then your news would be important yeah but you don't so you sit in, down and listen up and, and shut up and listen yeah <laughs> Uh, so we got several things to talk about. So let's just dive right into them. Um, Star Wars. Have you heard of it? Love it. Yeah, it's this little indie up and coming franchise um, that yeah. I'm hoping they'll turn into something once again. Um, but one of the shows that we've been sort of getting teased to us it was announced to us a while back and unlike many of the star wars projects that have been announced and then end up in an elephant graveyard somewhere this one actually is coming they've mandalorian season three there well that as well a a whole new (laughs) season a whole new series though uh which is star wars the acolyte do you know much about this Uh, have you heard about this yeah, uh, isn't it supposed to? Be, it's supposed to be uh, Star Wars set before 
episode, the prequels, episode one, two, and three. Yeah, quite a while before. So it, 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 yeah. basically, we've gotten Old some Republic. details now um, given to us. Is it Old us. Republic or is it just a couple hundred years before the original it, trilogy? It is the trilogy. final. It, let me let me double check and make yeah. sure I read this right because I thought I read it right. And now you're saying Old Republic and that's that's because like old republic is like darth revan yeah before when the sith also numbered in the thousands before the rule of two that's that's old republic um hang on no so it is i was right and you just messed me up um so (laughs) we just recently got some details about the show from one of the stars of the show who i am possibly most excited to see return to the screen in any facet, which is Daphne Keene. Da, 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 well, who? Daphne Keene. Keene. You last saw her as a little feisty mutant in Logan. She played Logan's daughter. Oh. Yeah. So she's in this. Carrie Ann Moss from the Matrix trilogy, quadrilogy. <clears throat> Whatever interesting. the hell we're calling that now um, is in this. But no, so the Star Wars The Acolyte is the a High show Republic era, 300 is, years before the yeah. prequel. So this is an older, Old Republic is do you further wanna, back. Do you want to do the news? She, no, no, I'm just, I just Googled it and I'm just. Screwing me over here. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's set in the final days of the High Republic era. Um, and it is a show essentially from the perspective of the Sith. Um, and it is going to sort of show us how the Sith ultimately infiltrated the Jedi. Hmm. And I couldn't be more excited for this for a couple of reasons. Um, but I would say first and foremost is this is this will be the first time that we've gotten a show from the perspective of the Sith or a movie or, or anything. It's the first time in star Wars that we've really gotten something from the perspective of the Sith, um, where, you know, presumably the Sith are going to be our protagonists and the Jedi in this are going to be the villains. If they spin it right and make Mm. us feel, you know, compassion for our main characters. Um, Uh, so this excites me beyond no end. Um, but what are your thoughts on this? You're a big Star Wars guy. Um, does does a show, first of all, set in the end end days of the High Republic interest you? And does a show from the perspective of the Sith interest you? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I don't think I want to see a, a, a the show the way that you just kind of pitched it, though. So I don't want to. I don't want the Sith to be the kind of quote unquote heroes here. Well, um, this will, they won't this is be like, heroes. this is like rule of two timeline there. But so, so there should hopefully should only be two Sith, but <clears throat> what, what I would prefer is like a kind of a, a more, a breaking bad feel where the Sith are the main characters but they're not protagonists. They're antagonists, but they're the main focus of the entire show. Well, protagonist and so antagonist pro- doesn't necessarily mean 
heroes and villains. Protagonist suppose, is just yeah. like your, yeah. you know, this is but, this is who we're following. Would, th- this is the character of our story, and the antagonists are the people who are yeah. foiling that. Right, like a it, a, yeah. a show or a movie from the perspective of uh, of Magneto. The X Men would be the antagonists. They'd be yeah. the bad guys in this story. Anyway, I, I I want I want to dislike the Sith. I don't want to like them. But you can have like a Breaking Bad is a great example. You can have a, a protagonist who is bad, but and you like watching them, but you hate to like watching them. You hate to like rooting for them. Um, and this, like, I've read and I own, they're written by my favorite author, the the Rule of Two a se- a book series written by Drew Karpishin. They dive into the Sith who wiped, who, it was a Sith who wiped out all the Sith and created the Rule of Two, not Jedi. Yeah. And so it dives into this character, Darth Bane, and, and you're reading the books and he's a total jerk. <laughs> Yeah. But you root for him. Yeah. And it's like, it's this, you've got, as a person with kind of a, a, a good moral compass, reading or watching characters who have no moral compass, but they're the, they're the star of the show or the star of the book. Like, you're rooting for them, but your moral compass is saying, that person's evil, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's well, that kind of and- inner turmoil just watching it. I really enjoy uh, Dexter's another good show that kind of yeah. does that. Um, so that's what I would hope for watching it. If it's yeah, for sure. From the and that's, the I, I, that's certainly what I would look forward to. It, it, even Andor did that for a little while where there's seen yeah, there's with Miro. whole episodes where we're like rooting for Imperial officers. Yeah. We're like, yeah, like, you know, you go, you get them. And then it's like, yeah, wait, Miro what? did a, a they did Andor did a really good job of that for the first few episodes, and then they just flipped it on its head and made you just despise them. Yeah, <laughs> which was and kind then, of a fun twist. Obviously, Rule of Two also always gives us that potential for a Sith apprentice who's got some convictions. Maybe they were a turned Jedi. There's like there's all kinds of room for that depth of like, you know, I want this power and it feels good and I think I'm on the right side, but. You know, well, I'm yeah, I think slaughtering it would, my old colleagues. Yeah, it would. It would really, um, really give us a look at how the Sith operate in a live action format. That we see a little bit. We see some of it in the cartoons. You see most of it in books. Um, in print format, uh, not. Re- I don't think you really see much of it in video games. Where the the like the whole idea of the rule of two is you've got the master who embodies the power, and you have an apprentice who craves it. And when the apprentice gets to the point where they feel they've got nothing left to learn from the master, they're supposed to destroy the master, become the new master, and take on a new apprentice. Um, and kind of that that strenuous relationship. Yeah. Uh, it comes through in print a lot more. So this is an opportunity to really kind of show that, that relation, how that, that relationship is strained and mm-hmm. the deviousness and the plotting and how, how the, the, um, the, uh, the master 
wants to teach the apprentice everything, but they don't want to teach them. They're, they're, they're going to hold on to some, they're not going to teach them everything, you know, cause no. they're, they want to remain the master as long as possible. And yeah, so yeah, that the whole rule of two and Sith, there's a lot to dig into there. And if, if done right, can be a lot of fun. And I've, it has been done right in other medias really well. I think my only, and we get a little right. bit of it in live action with Sidious, but because the Sith aren't the primary, uh, force mo- moving the movies forward, the, the heroes are, you don't see it as in depth. Right. I think my only gripe right now, movie, like, you know, with this synopsis and the time setting and the actors and everything is like, I'm still not getting my Darth Plagueis story. I really just want to see Darth Plagueis. I really? Yeah. That's a, that's a story. Darth, like, you know, young, young Palpatine as a, as an apprentice who throttles his, his master in his sleep. We that don't know that, that could be it, really interesting, like a, a story that leads right into episode one. Yeah, because <clears throat> for those that don't because know, Plagueis like, is essentially alive up until about the, la- the, the the third act of episode one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's alive during it, and you just because he dies yeah. in like thirty three, thirty two BBY, yeah. right? He he yeah. sees he's there when Anakin lands. Well, he he's not on the landing platform, but he's there and sees Anakin step out of the Naboo shuttle on yeah. on on Coruscant. Yeah, yeah, man, man, I want it. I want it. Yeah, so bad. be really cool. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> so when you, I have I have a. a a little quiz for you, a little test. When Ooh. you think about, uh, and, and I'll narrow it down as we go. When you think about great action, adventure kind of movies of the 20th century, what do you think of? Of the 20th century? Yeah. Does that, so like 2000s forward? No, the 1900s. The 1900s. Yeah. Last, last, last decade or last century. Like action flicks. Yeah. Did you say, sorry. Iconic action franchises. I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger and all that he did. Mm -hmm. Think of, think of Rambo Mm -hmm. and Sylvester Stallone stuff. Mm -hmm. Some, some, some of the B movie, more kind of cheesy stuff with, with, uh, um, Chuck Norris. Okay, now let's let's Asian tighten stuff. For, uh, let's uh, let's uh, tighten the search. Let's, <laughs> let's tighten the search. All right. When you think of it with that same parameters. with that same thing in in consideration, um, what do you think of when we add a sword and horseback into the mix? I know where you're going with this because we have show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll Did just I drop send you it. Show notes? I, I think of Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh no, that's not where we're going. No, Indiana Jones oh really? Sword. I would I would say Indiana Jones though, no, like yeah, sword, okay. horseback, and then uh, adventure. And then w- w- what do you what do you think of when we take those things and I say that our main protagonist is Spanish? Uh I think of. I don't know. 
The Highlander? The, what? <laughs> oh, my God. But it's, a, it's an Irish guy who plays a Spanish guy and a Spanish guy who plays an Irish guy <laughs> in The Highlander. I'm I'm really I'm really not wanting to give in. I'm really just trying to get you to <laughs> We can play this all day. I have no idea what you're talking about. <sighs> so what I was trying to get you to land on was the infamous Zorro. Oh Zorro. Yeah, Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Uh, now Zorro seems like one of those franchises that in 2022 or, or, you know, in the current day and age is just itching for one of those revivals that every other franchise seems to be getting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Antonio Banderas would agree. However, he doesn't necessarily think that he's the man for the role moving forward. Dum dum dum. Um, does does and, he have somebody in mind? And he does. He has named his new. Well, it, he hasn't. I don't think it's up to him. But he's named the person that he thinks is the right person to don the mask. And uh, and I can see it working. But at the same time, the person that he's chosen seems to be the person that everybody chooses for every recasting of old properties moving forward. Uh, but Antonio Banderas, no, Antonio, can you imagine? <laughs> Antonio Banderas really, really thinks that Tom Holland is the guy to to continue uh, the Zorro yeah, legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That mm. he could certainly do the physical stuff. Oh, he necessary. could, yeah, like the the acrobatic kind of yeah. stuff, and landing on a horse from fighting. like a third story of a building. Yeah. That would be interesting. I think it'd be interesting to he doesn't doesn't, because Zorro can be like Zorro, which is Spanish for fox, is like can be done in such a way that it is a mantle, right? Zorro is not the guy behind the mask. Zorro is like you know. Well, they already they already played with that concept for when Antonio Barris Antonio Banderas picked up the mantle. Yeah. Right, so, Antonio Banderas's first foray into Zorro was was just that. Like he's he's a, a low brow, low low class thief, and he he happens upon Zorro, the original Zorro, and that Zorro yeah. pet tr- trains him up to be the new Zorro. So, what say you to the idea of a Zorro film in which? Antonio Banderas passes the torch, so to speak, to Tom Holland. Could uh, Tom Holland do a Spanish accent well? I I would that, guess so. That would be I feel like that would be the the, the make it or break it for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, Zoro has to remain span, a Spaniard. Oh, for, yeah, I would think for sure. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like he, I think he could, he could make a great Zoro act like physically. Yep, but I don't yep. know. There's probably there's just as you could probably find just as good a uh, actors out there to take the role that could portray it um 
the the part. Yeah. Do you think a, it, it it even makes sense to continue on this franchise, or is it sort of a dead IP? Uh, we haven't had a Zorro film since two thousand five. Um. Well, like there's there's a lot of Zorro films though. Like Zorro, he's been around since is the one 20s. of those kind of classic film films that that just gets remade over and over and over and over again. It's kind of yeah. like um, um, Shakespeare. Right? I was like, just going to say, there's something almost Shakespearean about the character. Yeah, like he, he, the character gets revamped, new has been gets and has been revamped so many times. Yeah. So, yeah, remake it. Sure, it's not like I'm. I'm not usually one for the concept of um, a remake for remake's sake, but this is. Like a standard's already been kind of set that this is yeah, a this is one of those franchises reasonable. you do it with, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm down. I think it'd be good. I like Zoro. Yeah. Zoro's a fun character. Like Zoro's done. I mean, there's been comics. There's been it. You know, in the 50s, you had like radio <laughs> serials. You had yeah. It's it's just yeah. one of those like infamous characters that seems to live on. Um, and it's been 17 years since we've gotten one. So it feels like, you know, it feels like maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. Um, moving on. DC. Seems like every week we've got something to talk about in terms of DC, the film division at DC, um, DC Studios now, the new, brand new DC Studios with, with James Gunn and Peter Safran at, the head of it, which I'm very excited for. Um, yeah. But it seems like DC is maybe trying to take a little bit of a, a page out of Star Wars's book. Now, it's come oh, so out that DC's. I feel like plan, you need to explain that line of a bit more first. Well, I'm about. I'm. I'm. It's just. I'm about to. It's, oh, it's gonna. Yeah, DC's come oh, out and they've said okay. that. Um, the plan moving forward is to not necessarily animated stuff and not necessarily comics and not this, that, and the other thing, but that moving forward, they are going to make DC video games canon. So that doesn't oh. include Gotham Knights that just came out. It doesn't include the Arkham series or Injustice or any of that type of stuff, but that moving forward, moving forward, the games and the movies, and I guess live action shows and stuff like Peacemaker, uh, will be sort of one entity. Now, so the law follow the same canon. Does yeah. that include comics? No, no, it'll just so be they're, the movies. They're one and the step games. down from what kind of Marvel's doing. Then. Yeah, so it'll just be the movies and the games, um, but. So Star Wars did this. Star Wars basically when they did their their hard reset and they're like, okay, the movies are canon, the Clone Wars is canon, books that came out after this date are canon. Moving forward, everything's canon. And everything that came out before that is just like you know, not that it doesn't now matter. Considered but it's, legends. it's legends. It's just like elsewhere stories. 
if it if it hasn't been retconned through new content then it's assumed to be true but there's kind of like no factual history yeah right it's a yeah it's an urban it's a myth it's a legend yeah now here's the thing star wars did this but it didn't take very long for them to realize that like there's all kinds of of contradictions within their canon now moving forward um because you reach a certain point where you're just like this is just like it's too much like you can't it's it's very difficult to keep everything flowing in the same story and then to keep everyone up to speed because you're like oh well important events happened in this animated show that nobody's watched and important events we're going to do something really big in this video game but you can't have it an option to have this character killed in this video game because this character needs to be there for you know like it in some ways it kind of shackles them from a creative standpoint when it comes to games and stuff like that um it pretty much rules out the possibility of of like a future arkham game or anything like that um but I just, I don't know if I see this being smart or if I see this really ultimately working. Because like I said, people are going to go watch these movies. It doesn't mean they're going to play the games. Um, and so the stories that you're going to have take place in these games need to be so insignificant now. You can't have this big, crazy Siri Batman series with serious implications for characters and this happens and that happens because, well, that'll just mess up our plan for the movies. Um, So I don't know. I'm, I don't think I like this idea because I would rather my video games just be allowed to explore the playground of the video game, tell their own narrative, do their own thing um, and, and leave, leave the movies out of it. Uh, But what are your thoughts when you hear this? Well, I think I think it can work. I think it works for Star Wars. I don't think Star Wars has a problem making it work. Um, I think it works well for Star Wars. It worked well for Star Wars under George Lucas's leadership before he sold it, because that had all kinds of books and games and movies, and they all flowed canonically, and uh, they didn't wreck Connor screw up each other's the lore up within the universe um and it's working relatively well right now i think the i think the disney sequels completely crapped on a lot of lore and uh canon that was already established to kind of create their to make something new and it didn't work but um, in terms of like the video games that are coming out and the cartoons and stuff, it works well. And I think it works well because there's sort of a hierarchy of importance in that the movies are of the utmost importance. This, this, what's happening in the movies can't be changed or altered or touched. Your TV shows, your games, your books, everything flowing underneath, it all more fills in gaps that the movies didn't explain or touch on with characters or storylines. And it it focuses on characters that aren't focused on in those movies. 
So it flows well. It works well. You don't have a lot of oopsies. I, I, I changed something I shouldn't have or yeah. I, I forgot about the force being able to do this thing when it really can't, well, when it should be yeah. doing this thing. So it works well. I agree with you that it doesn't work for DC and it won't work for Marvel. And no. the reason is simply the main characters in your film have to be the main characters in the books and in the comics and in the TV shows and in the games. So you well, start I mean to run in because of that, you start to run into all these messy situations with timelines and uh, oh, that character actually met this character and or yeah. defeated this character and it, it gets it, I think it gets messy really quickly. Well, where, and you like, also have like with Star Wars, there's with Star Wars, there's there's thousands and thousands of years of existence there where you can just be like, okay. We're going to make up some characters from 2,000 years ago, and we're going to tell a story about them, and it can be canon because it's far enough removed from everything that it doesn't really touch or hurt anything, and as long as yeah. we follow the the rules of the universe, then it works. But with with something like Marvel and DC, for the most part, all of these characters, unless it's like, you know, the son of someone, the kids of someone, um, all of these characters kind of all live and exist congruently they all they're all sort of yeah. there at the same time so you can't all of a sudden make a video game and this is the other reason why i think video games like it, it this this whole amalgamation thing it makes sense to me for movies and tv shows sure do it with the books do it with whatever just leave video games out of it video games now are this this world where we're like you're putting you're putting the the player in the wheelhouse and letting them choose yeah how the story well, goes there's, down. There's hours of gameplay you need to create too. And for that, like the Batman, Batman's a perfect example that we can flow from for this conversation. I watch a watch Batman versus Superman. Like if we use like current stuff that's kind of happening. But we watch Batman versus Superman. We watch Justice League. Batman's cool. Look at all the stuff he's doing. But then we play a video game like one of the Arkham's Batman Arkham series and he fights a huge chunk of his rogue gallery, putting a lot of them in jail and or whatnot. Yeah. Well, maybe, what happens when you go to make a others. Batman solo film? Yeah. Yeah. What, now what's you have to, to orchestrate Robert an Pattinson's escape or stuff. yeah, you just, you, know? you complicate your storylines. Yeah. Yeah, well, and and even just again, like Star Wars has got these thousands of years. When you come to Marvel and DC, you can't now then be like, oh, we're gonna tell a, um, we're gonna tell a a, a version of Batman. We we can't tell a, a Bruce Wayne Batman that is you know just for the hell of it set two hundred years from now. He's like, yeah. no, 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 that's not when Batman was. Batman is now. Yeah. So yeah, well, it's even, I think it's a mess. Even so, like. Star Wars, you're right. Star Wars has got thousands of years, millions of years to pull a storyline from fresh from nowhere. But you could take a storyline smack in the middle of one of the trilogies, have main characters show up. Make brief cameos. Make brief cameos. And it still works because, you know, they're not 
what are, they're not what are they doing the whole time through that episode that se- that yeah. movie there there are yeah. parts in that movie where there's time jumps there's there's gaps in time that hey you know Darth Vader where, where was Darth Vader during this gap of time we were following the heroes maybe he was yeah. interacting with the character from our film or our, our TV show our video mm-hmm. game I think the perfect example of this was uh, Enter the Matrix which was a video game that followed the story of Ghost and Niobe during the events of the trilogy. And every so often, we, you know, Neo and whatever would show up or they'd have a phone call with them or whatever. And, and you kind of understood where in the events of, of the trilogy, this, you know, the mission that you were doing took right. place. But ultimately, it was its own... You know, we, you know, oh, in the movie, we know that Niobe (laughs) did this thing, which secured us to be able to do that. Okay. Well, let's tell that story. Let's show that happening. Yeah. 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 Like we've been saying, you've got a harder time doing that with a a comic book franchise because you don't want to play Commissioner Gordon. You want to play Batman. (laughs) Don't tell me that. Don't tell me who, you know, you want to play Batman. You don't want to be Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. Although a Commissioner Gordon game could be pretty cool. You know, a a like, Commissioner Gordon Oh, there's a crime game. happening. How fast can I run up the stairs to turn on the bat signal? Listen, <laughs> listen a Commissioner Gordon game in the vein of like old school Max Payne games. That would be kind of fun. He's very like this, noir feeling. Very noir, very like, you know, living in this rundown apartment. It's before Barbara's born. It's like... You know, and he's like out roughing up thugs and, you know, which again was shit all over the, the, the dynamic, of the character of Jim Gordon, you know, but yeah. well, I mean, y- we've both watched Gotham. <laughs> yeah. That Jim Gordon's a pretty drastic departure from what we assume Jim Gordon to be. He get he gets that way. Yeah. Like initially he's very textbook and by the book and, but the. Gotham and the GCPD kind of wear him down a little bit as that series goes on. Yeah, so I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I've, I'm playing all the DC games that are coming out anyways. So I don't know how much it will really ultimately impact me. It'll um, be interesting to watch. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It might it might lead to me watching a couple more of those, like you know, when someone takes all the cutscenes or whatever from a game and they edit it together into a movie and stick it on YouTube. Those might yeah. become something that are now worth watching more because you know you're like, oh well, it matters. So who knows? Who knows? So we talked about trailers. There are, What's next? There are some trailers. Trailers. Okay. Transformers. Rise of the Beasts. Now, Transformers is a series that uh, has been hit or miss for a lot of people. I think even those that think the Transformer movies aren't very good would all kind of agree that the first one was not awful. First one was was very watchable. Um, And then they got a little not so good. Yeah. and, And then a little worse. And then... Smacked us all over the head and surprised us with the Bumblebee movie, which was actually quite good, I thought. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. Um, 
but Transformers has just kind of been it, it Transformers also falls into that that category of like this is a franchise that there's always going to be toys there's always going to be new shows coming out there's always going to be cuz it's just like it's it's just going to live on it's like an immortal franchise well, yeah it's it it's it's um oh shoot i've lost the name of the company uh Has, Hasbro the toy company Hasbro, Hasbro. It's, it's has it's yeah it's just Hasbro's license to print money we yeah. make a movie that's going to cost us X amount of money. We're going to make that back on toys. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, but as far as the films go, specifically in this kind of like cinematic universe that they've made for the Transformers, I've kind of been over it for a while now. I've been like, ah, I don't care. I see that one's coming out and I'm like, okay, that's another movie that I'm not going to watch. Like, yeah, I just I'm don't. riding I'm shotgun just not with you in that one. And then I watched the trailer for this movie and I was like, hang on a second. I'm actually interested in this. I'm skeptical beyond all get out because I, you've, you've done me dirty several times and set a precedent for the type of movie you're going to give me. But either this is going to be, at least in my opinion, this is going to be a good movie or it's just a really damn good trailer for a, a, a shitty movie um but yeah i watched this trailer and i was like i am actually interested i'm not gonna say excited i'm gonna rush out and see it in theaters i don't think um but i was at least like oh maybe this is one that i shouldn't miss maybe someone over there has gotten their shit together anyways you've had a chance to watch this trailer um and you're knowing you, you are the you are the target audience for Transformers type stuff because it's it's a thing of the eighties. My generation. And a nerdy <laughs> thing of the eighties. And so you're yeah. you're right up there with it. It's like if they announced a, a gummy bears movie tomorrow, I know you'd be like <laughs> right I'd there. I'd be bouncing ready to go. here and there and everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but you saw this trailer for, you know, a beloved IP of yours. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Ah, oh, man. So, <clears throat> preface here. I never, I grew up with Transformers, but I never watched any of the TV shows till I was like late teenager and in, co and in college. And Beast Wars was one of those Transformers shows that I really got into. So, seeing Optimus Primal on screen yeah that uh big transformer ape got the blood flowing that was exciting flowing. yeah yeah and we see several cool. we see the rhino we see I, mean, I don't know any of the names we see the rhino we see the like big eagle thing yeah yeah so it's um it'll be it'll be uh hopeful and i'm looking at the i just googled it just kind of see who's in it <laughs> Because I didn't know I didn't know who's in it till I just googled it. Yeah, you know, still not Peter Shia. Cullen coming back as Optimus Prime. Well, you uh, have to big thumbs up. Ron Perlman is Optimus Primal. Yeah, I mean, freaking come on. a, come yeah. on, like Pete Davidson's in it. Yeah, yeah like, I, I hit or miss for me, but yeah. he's a funny guy. He, in terms of like, kind of more recent SNL cast members. Yeah, I was just going to say, you're he's a fan actually of like, funny. You're a, <laughs> Most you're SNL cast members of... these days aren't funny. Yeah. Pete is funny. <laughs> yeah, I see. Um, see. Yeah. 
also, I don't know who this guy is. I've never heard his name before. It's n- it's not directed by Michael Bay. So no. that's pretty sweet. That's like Michael uh, Bay's got some good uh, cinema credits under his under his belt. Yeah, but it's but, time for him to move on from. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what a new director can bring to this franchise. Yeah, Peter Dinklage is in it. Yeah, so, so uh, there's a yeah. lot of opportunity for this to be really good. Yeah, and even just like some of the stuff they were putting on the screen in the trailer, right? Like the the whole the car changing the direction by transforming around him. I was like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then when the Porsche like like projects holograms of itself to evade the police. Yeah. That was cool. I'm like, I'm actually okay. Like you're you're you've got me. You've got me. You've piqued my interest. Um which yeah, I was not, I was not expecting, but um, I am, I am now officially, at least at the very least, interested in Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Yeah, um, same. I was not on. interested, but after yeah. watching this, my my interest is peaked. Moving on to our next trailer, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. We've gotten a trailer. Yeah, I just watched it this morning as per yeah. my contract requirements. Per, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a theory, and I don't have much to go on. Well, so at one point, James Gunn came out and he said, this will be the last time we see this iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy, this team of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. I... I think several members of this team are not making it out of this film. Mm. And I think the most, I think anyone's, anyone is potentially on the chopping block. But after watching this trailer, I think because they're like, seem to really be hamming up his story in an emotional way. I don't think, I don't think Rocket is making it out of this movie. Hmm. I think they're going to kill Rocket, which um, which would be sad. But then also, like you know, like I'm I'm often saying, it's like, oh, okay, Rocket's Rocket died. Like that's horrible and that's tragic. And oh wait, this is the multiverse. So does it really matter? Like, is he actually <laughs> dead? Is he gone? Or is he yeah. still going to show up in Secret Wars? Because you got to have everyone there for secret wars and, and you know, we're like, Oh, we'll just pull a, we'll pull another rocket. Oh, Gamora's back. Well, Gamora died. Well, yeah, but time travel. So, yeah, you know, there's Gamora. Don't worry about it. Um, having said all that, I mean, it's the guardians of the galaxy. It's guardians. of The galaxy is a franchise that I've enjoyed. Um, it's one of the better Marvel, like MCU series. Um, Again, I don't quite, much like uh, we talked about in our Black Panther review, I don't fall into the cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs about the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think they're really good. Um, But I'm not like, you know, I don't have a Christmas sweater with Groot on it. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not crazy about them the way that many, many people seem to be. Um, But I do like them. And I saw this trailer and I think it's a, a a pretty solid first trailer, an emotional first trailer. Um, and I'm excited to see this movie. I mean, you know, it's the MCU. I'm excited to see 
just about every property that comes out. <laughs> yeah. um, but you watched the trailer, much to your chagrin, and um, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, I first, I think a lot of people are going to f- fall into the same boat that you do about not caring much about the Guardians before their MCU debut. Because they weren't, we we've we talked about this in the Black Panther episode, they weren't an A-list team. Oh, but they I mean, even the after X-Men, their debut. They weren't the Avengers. Even after their debut. I'm like, oh yeah, like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies oh. are great, but I, they're not like, no, they, they're, I'm not they're, nuts about them. In terms of like their popularity, their popularity definitely shot through the roof after their first MCU debut. Yeah. Like their, their comic comic book sales, like they went, went up, they started creating new comic lines. They started showing up in cartoons more. And it's so like it had a major effect on the characters uh, and the amount that they were seeing in other um, forms of media. So, and I'm, I'm in that boat too. I didn't really care that much about them until the movie as well. I kind of had an idea who they were, but until that movie, you know, I didn't, X-Men and Avengers, here we go. You know, that's, that's where I was. Um, So it was, it was really cool it's really cool that these these films have kind of brought up their standing their sort of um value within marvel as characters mm-hmm. um rocket dying that's an interesting theory they actually yeah. recently killed rocket in the comics oh yeah yeah um it was actually a really kind of interesting and kind of uh heartfelt and and kind of heroic way that he goes out is pretty cool um <clears throat> i don't think they have the capacity to do that within a two and a half hour film from what they've set up from what it looks like so far but right. kind of bloop, telling some of his origin story a bit by looks of it with uh his good friend the the otter who went through the same genetic manipulation and tinkering that he ended up going through and mm-hmm. the uh oh what's his name the guy that created him uh he's he's gonna play a major role in this because one of the people we see in the trailer is him right aided rocket not rockets rocket record, record no that's no 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 I'm getting I'm getting the actual actor, <laughs> the actual writer, <laughs> instead of um, in the comics. This is gonna bug me if I actually can't figure it out. Anyway, yeah. So apparently he's gonna play a big role. Um, but also we there's we get a couple of shots of um. <clears throat> um Oh, I, I had his name. It just slipped. Gem in the forehead, but not an android. <laughs> right. Uh, oh. Oh my goodness. This really is just why here. I shouldn't be on a podcast because I can't remember yeah. things when I want to. Yeah. All the negative reviews for this episode, please direct them <laughs> at this moment. 
You got nothing. Okay, doesn't matter. Uh, but no, I I, th- I thought I, I enjoyed enjoyed the um, the trailer. <laughs> uh, it was it was good. I think it's uh, gonna be a fun ride. They they set it up good. Adam Warlock. Right. That's who it was. Uh, I think I. I, I it wasn't a surprise to me to see it because I've already seen the Christmas special, but, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Swole Groot is, um, interesting <laughs> and funny looking. And yeah. yeah, it's, uh, so and that's his pretty voice. Cool. He's sounding as close to the original Groot as we've heard him sound. Yeah. The high evolutionary. That's the guy who character who creates rocket and a bunch of other, do you feel better? Hybrid things. Pardon? Peanut butter? Do you feel better? I don't think you made peanut butter. No, do you feel better? Well, I do feel better now. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, moving on, <laughs> finally, um, we come to our last thing, which is the trailer, another trailer, for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, Indiana Jones, the first three, beloved. Fantastic masterpiece. Absolutely. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. The what? Yeah. Uh, has moments. Has some moments. It does. It's not super great. It's got some big issues. It's not a very some? good movie. Uh, so I think when I, myself along with a bunch of other people, when we heard that there was another Indiana Jones movie coming, um, the taste of the Crystal Skull was still kind of in our mouths, and it was like, eh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. The trailer was dropped. The first trailers come out. I sat down and watched it. Not being, like, I, listen, I didn't watch the Indiana Jones movies until later in life. So, I like, I didn't grow up with them. They weren't... You know, I don't have that strong nostalgia kind of thing working in its favor. Um, But I sat down and watched this trailer and I was like, oh, hell yes. I was like, this is everything that I would want from an Indiana Jones movie. This feels like, this feels in many ways kind of like an installment of the original trilogy, but shot with modern day cameras and effects and like just brings it into that, you know, kind of removes that, oh, I'm watching an old 80s movie kind of feel from it. Um, I watched this trailer and I'm, like I said, I am jacked for this. I am I found myself surprisingly more excited for an Indiana Jones movie than I thought I would. Um, but Harrison Ford looks great. Doesn't matter how old that guy gets, he's still badass. Um, the action looks fun. The concept seems fun. The throwbacks, there's some kind of weird, like, deep fake facing stuff going on, but it seems like maybe this film is going to deal with some time travel. Um, yeah, I am I am super excited for this. Um, but you're, n- not even arguably, you are certainly more of an Indiana Jones fan than I am. Um, so your opinion here means more than mine does, I'm going to say. So you saw the trailer. Uh, did it work for you? No. No, no it way. did not. No. no talk, I, talk, talk me through it. There were a few moments where I was like, oh, that's that's cool. But almost the whole time I sat there, I was just like, 
why? And then like Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones delivers this line of, I don't believe in magic. And I'm like, how, (laughs) how could you possibly not believe in magic? Like you watched, like his eyes were closed, but he watched a like first movie. He, uh, an entire Nazi regiment gets melted. Uh, Second, second movie. He watches people's hearts get ripped out of their chest still beating with with ease like no force like the guy's hand magically goes in and pulls out the beating heart and uh, some other weird shenanigans in that film uh, number three the is i think in my mind is a huge one he watches his his dad come back to life after drinking out of the holy grail how do you not believe in some form of magic Oh, maybe oh, right. I'm forgetting the movie that I love like to forget about. Aliens. Like <laughs> aliens aren't magic. Yeah, that's science. But but like there's there's yeah, so much unexplainable stuff here. Yeah. That yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, it doesn't mean uh, it's magic. I don't know. That line just seemed so forced. Right, but the rest of the line was cool. The rest of the line was cool. But yeah, that first bit was just like, give me a break. This guy believes in magic. So you're not. There's no yeah. way he doesn't. You're not excited, eh? Ah, I'm not. Not after this. I'll probably go see it, but. Oh, you'll have to. But yeah. I, I'm I'm going to be walking into the theater or sitting down at the couch, very standoffish towards it. Well, don't do that. So it's got nowhere to go over. but up. Yeah. If it sucks, then it meets my expect- expectations. If it if it blows me out of the water, then I'm going to be vaporized because it's going to be. I wasn't expecting it by magic, vaporized by magic, by magic. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that sucks. That's yeah. disheartening to you know like yeah. So I, I, I am disheartened. In, but in any one I mean, of these situations, you know, it it the fact that you know, whenever you're in a situation where someone's excited for a movie. And and the other person isn't, or someone likes a movie and the other person doesn't. You know, all film is subjective, but in some ways, ultimately, the person who does enjoy it, in you know, kind of comes out the winner a little bit because it's like, oh wow, that's that's awesome. You're this person gets to feel the emotion of excitement, the emotion of enjoyment. And the other person's like, ah, oh, I've been done yeah. dirty. So that hurt. It, it's disheartening to hear that you're not. Yeah, you know, I, like, I'm, I'm probably, I, I, I'm, I would guess a large part of me, if I were to really dig down and analyze why a part of me is really distrusting of Disney with properties that I love, mm-hmm. or older properties that I, they've acquired that I love, right? like Star Wars and Indiana Jones, because they've done me dirty on both counts. Right. Um, there are, there are some cool kind of like having uh john reese davies come back as sala that's pretty cool that was that was that was an exciting part oh yeah this character we haven't seen in a long time um yeah but i don't know i'm i am very weary of like the other the other thing was we see quite a few shots of Indiana Jones in some very action heavy sequences. Yeah. It's like, 
There's no way this 80 year old's doing that. <laughs> I don't, yeah, like, I don't know. You, maybe he's he on that be, juicy diet. He should diet. be walking. The way he treats his body, he should be walking or being pushed in a wheelchair throughout this movie or walking with a walker. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's on that so, juicing diet and he's just keeping up with Pilates and water aerobics. And drinking and, magic juice. And drinking magic juice that he doesn't believe in, but <laughs> yeah, still working. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very hesitant. Yeah. There's a part of me that's hopeful, but it's very small. Wow. I and hope. It, and, it, and it is disheartening to, for me to even say that because there's nothing I wouldn't love more than an amazing Indiana Jones film. Yeah, and I, and I hope that's what you get, honestly. I hope it, like... Yeah. You know, I hope it, it, I hope it blows your expectations out of the water, truly. You and me both. But anyways, that's the news. And it doesn't really matter what we think of those topics. What matters is what you think. So please reach out to us um, on Facebook, you know, wherever, and weigh in on these. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why you agree with us, why you're excited about these shows, movies, whatever they are, uh, and why you're not. You know? Yeah, because like all opinions, everyone's got one, and and we, and we want, want to, hear, to yours. hear yours. What? That's not. Anyways. I was going to throw the butthole part of that line in there, yeah. but I didn't think it was appropriate. It is not. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really want to. Yeah. Um. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Patreon down below. All of those things are super awesome and super important. Uh, at least to 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 me. Um, check out our merch page. We got lots of fun goodies there, all reasonably reasonably priced, all high quality products. Like we we you know we're not just like that guy at the mall that silk screens something onto a t shirt for you. We got like some you know hundred percent cotton, some real nice stuff, mm-hmm. real nice stuff. Uh, and make sure you check out the upcoming things that um, we've got on the movie man as well as our massive massive back catalog at this point of episodes um there's lots of good stuff you'll never get through them all i dare you um yeah check it out carl and i are are doing a bunch of reviews coming up this week we've got three more three more reviews coming this week work 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 yeah yeah your paycheck's coming in the mail I just I got a notification that it was like there was a mix up with the 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 stamp, but it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, don't you hate it when you forget that stamp? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>